Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Say, we'd like to get started. I talk to you and you talk to me. Who are you talking to at this hour? Mr. Bradley, you better start talking. Let's start the talking. I could talk all night. My mind is Jay talking. Midnight, conversing until the night. All we need is information. Now we got ourselves communication. Bradley J. Jay Talking, WBZ. You are Jay Talking. We're live midnight to five. And I'm excited. We have a guest calling us from Germany. And it worked out great. You never know how that kind of thing's going to work out. So far, so good. Before we speak to Melissa Byron, I'm going to remind you of the story of how we met. I went on a trip to Berlin, and uh, a gentleman contacted me via email, I guess said, hey, my daughter lives in Berlin. And I thought, oh, that's cool. It's a good to have connections. So I kind of, you know, put it on the back burner. And then as I, as I got there, I thought, you know, it'd be probably a good idea to connect. It's, it's always a good idea to connect if you can. And so I took a side trip to Poland, and we had texted or emailed back and forth about getting together. And we decided upon my return, we would get together and have a beer at a beer garden. So she was, Melissa was right there, right on, right place, right time, and very close by, like a 10-minute walk, was a beer garden. Pretty, you know, fun place. We sat outside. It was kind of chilly, but uh, we got along and uh, talked a great deal. It, it got dark. We had a couple of beers, and um, actually, that was the only time we hung out, I believe. But we did arrange for Melissa to call because she's interesting for two reasons. A, a local person who has gone to live in Berlin a, as a single solo female has a, a made a li- is making a living there and actually bought property, which I find very interesting. And also a solo female traveler. So those are the two two main things we'll talk about. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Jay. How do you do? I'm doing good. Great. So it's 8 o'clock there, right? It's the morning, yep. So be, uh, can you give us a little background? Where did you live and what did you do and what was your situation and what, before you went to Berlin? Well, I mean, I grew up in Boston or uh, in Whitman, um, and then I moved to Los Angeles in 2003, back to Boston in 2007, I believe, and back to L.A. because um, I just couldn't cope with the cold weather. Um and moved back to Los Angeles until about 2012, where I moved to Seattle until 2017 in September, when I decided to move to Germany. And what was it that made you decide to move to Germany? 
wasn't something that happened, you know, overnight. It was sort of years of always, you know, after having visited Europe, just wanting to experience like living in a European city. And, you know, Berlin actually wasn't really my first choice. Yeah, you said you didn't really like it the first time. I kind of hated it. I thought, you know, I loved Germany. It wasn't that, um, you know, I wasn't really into Germany. I was. But it wasn't the city when you're visiting for a short time, and I was there for maybe two nights, and I really didn't see a whole lot, and I was just in, like, the downtown area part, and it was pretty ugly. And I just thought, there is nothing, there's no charm here, I don't like it. And I just moved on with my travels into the rest of Germany, which I did love. Um, so, yeah, it was not my first choice, having not really had a good um you know, first impression of it. But you but, chose uh, it anyway. Why it was, was that? It was going to be, you know, it, Germany in general has the best freelancer programs for visa, um, for visas. Best freelancer and, program for visas. Okay. Yep. And seeing as I needed to get one, I wasn't coming over, you know, with a job that was going to sponsor me. I had to go out and do it my own. So, you know, that was why Germany was going to be the country. And Berlin has the most opportunity. It's the most international. And it's definitely the most affordable city um, right now. I think that'll change as the years continue. But so that's why I ended up picking Berlin. So talk about the, first, about how, the business you managed to put together to allow you to work there. Well, I'm in business of property management, like so real estate. Um, I know a lot about renting apartments and having done that for years. So I've come to Berlin with my idea of, you know, being a native English speaker, where it's because Berlin is so international and they have so many people coming where English is spoken, um, you know, along with German, obviously, but they need native English speakers. So I put together a, you know, proposal of sorts that, you know, I would work with, you know, home rental companies and that I would work with investors that, you know, maybe from England or America or any, any investor that primarily spoke English and that would want to have, you know, somebody on the ground to help them get tenants that also spoke English. And so this so was the proposal was, you yeah. gave to the German government? Yes, I had to put together a really lengthy 30 or so page business plan. Um, I had to do a lot of research and I also had to get other companies here in Germany saying that they would work with me, um, such as property management companies here saying, if Melissa is approved to work in Germany, I will definitely work with her. So that's so very, get, very ambitious. Yeah. How long did that take? A very long time. Um, I started working on it in maybe three or four months before I arrived into Germany. Um, and then from when the process was put in, in September, it took about nine months to get approved. How much of a visa can you get to not work? I mean, just to go and visit. Uh, you get three months in the Shenzhen region. I might be pronouncing that. Wrong. So you had basically the three months before you went and then another three months and you had to get it all set up in like six months. Right. Once you've applied, you'll get um, a notice saying, like, come on in and we will give you a temporary extension. So that's what happened. Oh. I applied 
And then they, they give you this little temporary sticker in your passport saying, like, she's allowed to be here. Um, and then that expired. Maybe it was going to expire a few weeks before I had my official appointment where I got permission for the two years. So I got a two-year visa. You got a two-year visa, and you started doing your work, and it's pretty successful. I guess you can because you can afford beer. That's good. Yes. <laughs> and um, the two reasons you're there, you like Germany, it's good for your business, and Berlin is, is affordable. Initially, you didn't like it, but you came to like Berlin. Now, it's not a charming city. It's not a beautiful city. I mean, really, compared to things you think of as beautiful cities. But it does have, I do love it, and I'm not sure why I love it. Do you have a handle on why you now love it? I guess it. It's uh, very free and open, and I feel like it's uh, welcoming, and they've got a lot going on. Artistically, it's really very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. And historically, I mean, it is. It's extremely significant history. Yes. And so you decided to purchase property there, and you, you didn't even have to go to the poor neighborhood. You went, you right in the middle, the fancy part. Right where that near where that big old TV tower needle thing is, kind of the, you know, like Midtown Manhattan or Copley Square area in Boston, yet you were able to afford that. <coughs> that must that's that's kind of amazing. What are the restrictions? What are the rules about you, an American, buying property there? Are there any rules? It doesn't seem to be any rules. It's basically if you can afford it, you can have it. Interesting. And you had to get a mortgage. I do have a mortgage, yes. A German mortgage? I have a German mortgage. And they didn't care that you might not be able to stay there and then wouldn't be able to do your business there? They didn't seem to care? The bank? I, they didn't seem to care. I Also, I wasn't able to get what you would be able to get if you were German or if you were um, you know, part of the EU in terms of rates and amounts, so I got less. Um, than somebody would if they were German or part of the EU. Yet you could still afford a place in the center of Berlin. Can you talk about the place you got? Tell tell us about it. Um, it's a one-bedroom condo, and um, it's about 550 square feet or so with a balcony. And, um, yeah, like you said, it is in a really great location, very central Um it is in one of the buildings that was definitely rebuilt after the war. Um, what do you have a view so, of? What do you see? Um, I'm looking at some trees and then the street. So I'm on street view, um, and I watch sometimes the trams will go by. So now, have, I'm not going to ask you how much you paid for yours, but can you give me an idea of how much it costs there for one bedroom compared to here? Or maybe you don't know what it costs here anymore. It's way less. Like half? I would say the smallest basement apartment in South Boston costs almost double more than what this did. So the smallest basement apartment in South Boston costs double what your mid- Half half more. Half half more. Okay. Then your midtown apartment. That's pretty, pretty wild. That won't be for long um, is one of the reasons why I thought it would be a good idea to get into this now where the city is really starting to attract 
a lot of businesses, global businesses. Berlin had just been sleeping for a very long time, and that won't be the case. For have you been very able long. to make friends? I have. I have made some friends from sort of, I guess, all over. They they come from all over, but are living in Berlin. Are you happy there? I love it here. Now we're going to talk about your traveling and your your solo female traveling travels, but. Since you're a person who's lived both under the United States system and the German system, I mean, you, you know the two pretty well. What about, are you in the German healthcare system? No, um, because I'm a freelancer. I mean, yes and no, I'm not in the social system, so I have to pay for my own private health insurance. Oh, all right. Which I, is fantastic insurance. It's really good, but it's very expensive. It's ex very expensive and really good. It's really good, though. All right. What, what do you know about the system? Do people you know like their healthcare system or not? The only thing I know is that if you pay for private insurance, as I do, you'll get an appointment very quickly. If you are in the social system, it will take you much longer. And some places just aren't accepting or they're full. So I can pretty much go to any doctor I want, and they'll take me. Um, are you, I have this private insurance. So the people seem unhappy with their system, or do they seem happy with it? Happy enough. I'm, I don't hear people really having any issue with it. You pay taxes, right? Oh, yeah. Of course. And so you're paying, even though you can't use their social health care, you're helping fund it, right, by paying taxes? Yes. yes. And the, how high are your taxes? Crazy high? Compared to here? Um, they're high, and I, I can't, I don't know the exact percentage, but they seem very high. Um, I will know, this is my first year, and actually I'm just in the process with it now. Um, and it is complicated because as an American, you do need to file and potentially pay in the States as well. But you always have to file. So you might have to file, you might have to pay taxes in the States and here? I mean, and, and there? Mm, potentially. Okay. And what so, even though the the taxes are high for folks, you get free health care. And you, I think you told me that ed education is free too. I don't. I don't think we talked about that because I'm not sure that it is. All right. I actually really did sure. talk to a an, another person who has passports for both countries and actually is a citizen of Germany too. He said, "Yeah, that you can go college, post, you know, masters mm -hmm. and and PhD and everything for free." Is what he said. Okay, now one of the great things about for you about living in Berlin is you can get to lots of great places super fast if you like to travel. And that's one of the reasons you actually live there because it's a hub, right? Exactly. So tell us how many places, you know, how how many places you've been and give us a few examples. Okay. Um, well, I did a little country list here and including the US, it's 35 countries. I'm very proud of that. Um, and 35 countries there, is a lot. And you're pretty young to have yeah. gone to that many countries. So you you got to be going to like four countries a year, right? Yeah, I went to last year. I did Iceland, Norway, Finland, Latvia, um, Estonia, Lithuania. I think those are my only new ones. And That's a lot a of lot. these you do. A lot of these you do by yourself, solo female. Yep, solo female 
traveling. And that's your thing now. That is your thing. Yeah, I, I have a blog now, um, a single woman traveling.com. A single woman or just single? Uh, a single woman traveling. A single woman traveling, your, your blog. And mm-hmm. tell me about some of the, uh, the pros and cons of single fe- of solo female traveling. Well, I can start, too, from the first time I ever tried to travel by myself, you know, like that experience is like doing it the first time, which was about 10 years ago now, um, until like what it's like doing it now, like 10 years later. And I guess if you'd like, I can start with uh, with that experience. Okay. Because um, the first trip I ever took by myself was about yeah 10 years ago, 2010, and I decided that I just couldn't wait anymore and I really wanted to go to Italy and Greece. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Uh, I had three weeks, and I just I tried to get anyone to come. Couldn't get anybody to do it. And I thought, I, I'm not going to wait. So I, and this was before, you know, I mean, there was the Internet, of course, but this was before you're using your phone abroad. Yeah. Because you're going to an Internet cafe yeah. to, you know, check in on life. Um, so anyway, I booked the trip, and... I started in Rome, and um, even the trip started out with like making a friend on on the way. Like I had a layover in, I think it was Paris, and standing in for coffee, and there was this woman, and I don't know how we got to talking. It was so long ago, but I we did, and she was like, oh, "I'm going to Rome too," and well, that's great. And um, she was traveling by herself, but she was actually meeting somebody there, somebody she was seeing, or something like this. That was. Um, going to be sending a car to pick her up so we became friendly enough that she's like well i'll take you to your hotel with my town car i said well that's that's great so my first experience like landing in rome and then getting to drive by the coliseum in a town car on my way to my hotel so it was a really good yeah so so far so good that's right you must be pretty outgoing to i bet you meet people a lot right you know i don't I don't think I am. I'm I'm not somebody that like looks to go out and, you know, start talking to people. It's just not my personality really. And so I can understand where, you know, somebody who would think, Oh, I never could travel by myself, not outgoing enough, like I'm not really either. These things just happen, especially when you're a woman, you you'll kinda of connect with other women really easily without making a lot of effort. Because you're kind of both in the same situation. Yeah, and you're both always aware. Like, that's one thing we'll talk about, too, is, like, when you're traveling alone as a woman, you're very aware of your surroundings, more so than if you were traveling with someone else. Tell us some more about the what happened on this trip and maybe what you learned, some things you learned. Sure. So, you know, after just the quick, uh, she dropped me off at the hotel, um, having, like, had that car, which was great, um, then it was time to, I guess, get out there and, and do this by myself. I know the first day, I think I did like a Coliseum tour. You know, I did all the, the touristy stuff. I got on the hop on, hop off. And I think then it was time for dinner. And I think that was my biggest fear. And I can see that being most people's, most women anyway. What am I going to do with dinner? Isn't that going to be awkward? I'm going to be sitting there all by myself. People are going to look at me. They're going to think, 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Like, I don't have any friends. Why am I by myself? Or maybe they'll approach, make unwanted approaches. Yeah. And, and finally, going to Italy when everyone, you know, there's that assumption that the men are just going to be all, like, whistling. And that did not happen. But it just didn't. Maybe, you know, it's Rome. It's a big city. It just, uh, none of that really happened. I I did find that um, it was really just like you're just sitting anywhere um but you happen to be in this amazing city so there's no real downside you didn't notice any problem you just do it and you're alone and nobody cares is that kind of it exactly yeah i mean i didn't feel at all unsafe or on display or no one was looking at me funny i didn't have any of that at all um you know you just you fight with like yourself on just thoughts in your head and because you're by yourself so you've got to you know deal with that you know it's way more dangerous here than there right exactly well yeah and some people have said to me like oh i'm afraid to leave the country because something could happen i'm like well yeah are you kidding it's here's the difference and i told this story to a friend in berlin if somebody shoots off fireworks it's probably fireworks in the u.s if it's somebody, if you hear a sound like fireworks, it's probably gunfire. That's the difference. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So tell us more about this delicious first trip. You, oh, b- oh, before we do, I agree with you about the hop on, hop off tour. They're in every major city and they're yeah. excellent because you see all the stuff you need to see as long as you want to see it. And it saves you so much time. It's a great, great deal, right? It really does. And they give you a little bit of history as you're listening, as you're going, that you never would have gotten if you were just walking by yourself. So I find them to be excellent. Also, you're in a group all of a sudden. You're with a group, so you're not really alone. And chances are you could strike up a conversation with somebody in the hop-on, hop-off tour. That's definitely one of the tips I have in my blog about when you're traveling solo as a woman, Make sure you choose some sort of a organized activity, maybe once every other day. My favorite are the bike tours. They're more intimate. They'll be a smaller group. And you'll always have like a lunch spot that you'll, you'll stop at. And you will just, you'll start to talk to the other people. And you make friends that way. And then you might have someone to have dinner with or have a drink with later. And it has happened to me in many cities. I highly recommend that, and that's just one of the tips that I have on the blog. Bike tours, good. Now, you recommended one to me, for example. I, I didn't did. do it, but I'll, I probably will someday. <laughs> Talk about the one you recommended to me. Uh, the one in Potsdam is incredible. Um, it takes you all around the palaces because it's a pretty big area that you don't really want to do by by walking, and I don't think they, they don't do it by car, so you really would have to either walk or do it by bike. And they bring you all around. And like I said, they bring you to like this German restaurant-themed lunch spot where, you know, you have the time to talk to other people and you can get, you know, other travel ideas and and whatnot. And they pick you up 
in Berlin and take you. So you don't have to get yes. to Potsdam on your own. That's the thing. If you're in Berlin, you go to the Berlin location. Everybody meets there. Yes. They take you to Potsdam, and they set you up with the bikes there. Exactly. So that seems really cool. How much does something like that cost? Potsdam one is more expensive. It's 60 euro. The one they do around Berlin, also fantastic, is around 40. It's much more affordable. That's not bad. Okay, continue with your awesome trip. Um, so Rome was fantastic, and that was a big city. And so, you know, you don't feel, uh, you feel like you're part of things, you know. It's big city vibes. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, Did you get really lonesome? Anything more notable. Did you get lonesome? Um, no, not really. I was only there the two days, you know, and the first day I was pretty jet-lagged. So then I just had one whole full day. I filled that up with the Coliseum and all the things. And then the next day I was to get up and navigate the trains to go south and go to Sorrento um, was going to be my base. So that was the, the next, I was a little nervous. Um, you know, I had my train ticket ready to go and it was one major train. So like, you know, your Amtrak sort of train into Naples. And then you and get then, a little, tra- a smaller gauge yes, train in Naples. A local train. And you go right yes. by Pompeii. Yes, which I did do. So, I, you know, I get in my taxi in, in Rome, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to the train station. Oh, where are you going? I was like, oh, I'm going to Sorrento, but I stop in Naples. He's like, oh, well, it's a jungle out there. Careful. I'm like, okay. So I was a little, you know, apprehensive, like, I'm going to Naples. It's going to be crazy. Um, it was just the train station, and it was not crazy. So, you know, I got to put my guard down again, um, try to navigate the trains in another language. I wouldn't necessarily say your first solo trip, go to a country where it's not going to be English as a primary language, I would say go to England, go to Ireland, go to Scotland. I really, really would suggest that for your first solo trip so that you can avoid like that standing there like, what, where do I go now? Like, what um, track do I get on? What is this? What yes, train, exactly. train, track, right. <laughs> you know, finally, I had like, I packed way too much, which is another thing I tell people in my blog, don't pack anything, just pack the bare minimum. So I had this huge bag. And, you know, the only people that ever helped me drag it along was, you know, up the stairs were other fellow Americans. It was like the Italian people just, just like whizzed right by me. I was like, okay. Uh, so I did know, I thought that was pretty funny that the only people that helped were, um, there was another woman that helped me up the stairs with my huge bag. Yeah, your bag, um, I, my theory is your bag should be so light you can wear it all day long and not even notice it. Yes. Uh, I mean, if you're going for longer, it should be the smallest carry-on possible and one pair of shoes, comfortable ones. Maybe, you know, as a woman, you want to have something a little nicer than sneakers, but keep it simple. You're not wearing the high heels, so don't even bring them ever. Yeah. So cobblestones will not work out for you. So Then you got, uh, uh, where'd you go from Sorrento? Well, so in Sorrento, um, I did little day trips to Capri and Pompeii, um, the uh, Postano. But uh, another thing I learned about, you know, traveling solo to places like this, uh, where I didn't consider this, and I don't know if you've been, those towns, those really small ones, they're so amazing and beautiful. But remember, they are kind of geared a little bit towards honeymooners and and whatnot. So I definitely started to feel like I really should think about when solo traveling, like pick your cities correctly and don't put yourself in a 
in a hotel even too that is on the top of a mountain that you know just screams romance and you're like oh uh, so you, yeah that's a good point <laughs> so that's yeah, the kind of thing you talk about on your blog me. right exactly yeah yeah on how to you know really think about that those kinds of things do you book your hotels ahead or do you show up and get one I definitely book them ahead. And as a single woman traveling, I really feel like spend the money and stay central, like as central as everly possible. Because sure, you could save a couple bucks being out a little further, but you're by yourself and you want to be in the center of Old Town or whatever. And like, it's worth spending that little extra when you're by yourself and you're a girl. You want to feel the safest and the most, you know, surrounded by, you know everyone and plus you want nice towels and nice sheets and a nice bathtub exactly exactly i do have that you know suggestions that are more geared towards like probably what would women would want for hotels and what would be important to them um though it's not exclusively a woman's only blog or anything and tell the name of the blog again i want to plug the heck out of it <laughs> it's a single woman traveling.com a single woman traveling.com okay same with instagram so it's a single woman traveling the instagram handle okay and uh did you had take a ferry to greece no i flew so i went back up to rome and then flew into athens and then from athens went to mykonos and uh santorini so you went to santorini santorini's far away is it worth it it is. It is amazing. It's it's one of those places you can't believe exists. Yeah, that's what I hear. But once you get to like Athens, you gotta continue to fly. You gotta get another you plane. Ferried. Nope, I ferried it out. So you did. How long is the ferry? Yeah, they have the fast ferry. So the one from Athens to Mykonos maybe it was like a couple hours. Okay. I think Mykonos to Santorini was four. Oh, that's not like so that. bad. So Three is or four. Mykonos is like the party island, right? I think so. Um, though I didn't party. I don't, I don't think it's the main party island. Okay. But it, it's definitely, it's beautiful. It's so different, too, than Santorini. How was Greece for a woman, a single woman traveling? The people were super friendly. I felt really welcome. Like, genuinely, like, they were really really nice and accommodating. So I think that that's a wonderful place. A single woman traveling. I'm looking at the blog right now. It's nice. It's, it's pink, which I guess goes along with the woman part, right? I mean, I guess that's the idea. And it says it's a boutique travel. Uh, it has boutique travel tips for the solo traveler. What does the boutique mean? Well, like I was saying, um, just, just some of the nicer hotels doesn't mean that they're the most expensive, but the ones that have the most style and the, the perfect areas, as well as the restaurants that you want to eat at that are Easter style, hip and trendy. And you have city guides listed by city. You have uh, Belfast, Copenhagen, Salzburg, Vienna. There's you, picture of you. Everyone should go see you. And uh, all kinds of travel tips. It's designed for obviously a single woman traveling. Now it's uh, there are places that I'm sure you every once in a while get into an uncomfortable situation. I mean anybody would that travels that much. Can you share one of those stories, particularly if it's uncomfortable sure. because you're a woman? Well, it's just, I guess it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, when you're on your own as a woman, not knowing who to ask for help when you're in a place that, you know, English is not going to be the first language. Um, you know, I went to Romania and 
I think you've been there as well. Yeah. People were amazing. Uh, very, very nice, but they don't all speak English. And things are not as organized with transportation as they are in other places. So you're sort of like, well, I know the bus stop should be here and the it's, bus should be coming. Right. It's pretty edgy and pretty developing. It's, I, I definitely felt that that was, as, as far as not being in the Middle East or anything, that was about as edgy as you're going to get in Europe, right? Potentially, yeah. I mean, for me, it was as far east as I'd been. Yeah. So what happened? Well, um, you know, the, the nice hotel owner or whatever drove me to the bus station, if that's what you want to call this, and helped me get my ticket, um, which was a piece of paper. And, you know, the bus should come here. I'm waiting for a bus, and people start gathering, and they start getting a little, like, they're starting to crowd the area. And I'm like, what is, why? And then the bus shows up, which it's not a bus. It's like a minivan. Exactly. Like, like what you, yeah, like old people would go in to go to the, you know, doctors. Like, that's what shows up. And it's a free-for-all. So you're just like, you got to get on or you're not going. So that was some fear because I'm like, if I can't get on, where am I? And how am I going to, you know, get anywhere else? And I luckily got on. But you've got to be also flexible in these situations where it's not going to be the most comfortable because smoking is allowed on this minivan bus. Um, it's nothing you wouldn't expect in other places exactly. Right. And so it's jam-packed. And I'm sure yeah. that it's in terrible condition with, with bad tires and bad suspension. And the guy's driving way too fast. And they're smoking. <laughs> and it's stinky. And you're all jammed up. And if you hadn't made it, you're like, oh, my God, i got to stay here and find another place, and how will I ever get out of here? And you're all alone, and you're a woman. And this is a situation where your size and strength matters if people are muscling their way onto the transportation. Exactly. Any other? How about the, the Middle Eastern countries? I've not been. Um, I do want to go to Marrakesh, actually, after talking to you, um, and also uh, Georgia. I guess it's Middle East. I really have that one on my list this year. It's. I looked at Georgia, and the, it's pretty hard to find flights. Exactly. Just, Even from here, it's hard. No one goes there, it seems. But I did go to a book fair here in Boston, and it was a book fair where they sold antique, really super expensive books, and there was a seller from Georgia, and they couldn't say enough about it. They said, oh, it's so beautiful, et cetera. And I looked it up, and as you, as you can see, it does look beautiful. Back to Romania. Incredible. In any of those Central European countries, did you run into packs of wild dogs ever or just see like an excessive amount of dogs? Never in Europe. In Sri Lanka, yes, but never in Europe. Oh, yeah, Sri Lanka. Talk about that. Oh, it's so amazing. Those people are so lovely, and they really love tourism, and they're really welcoming to the tourists, so I would tell everyone to put that one on your list. Um, but it's it's a different kind of, uh, it's different for sure. And there are dogs everywhere. None that ever came up to me, but they are just on the side of the road. They sleep on the side of the road, like so close to where the car is, just like you think they're gonna get run over, but they don't. And they don't seem to care. Did you ever get in a situation where you were kind of down and out and you, you didn't have a place to stay? And it was getting late? No. Oh. I do plan ahead, so I've not been put in the position of, 
you know, worrying about my accommodation. I guess so that's I one it would be one of your tips, right? To plan ahead if you're a woman. Exactly. Plan ahead and really look at your transit time between say that you use an airport, like think about how are you going to get from the airport to your hotel and then, or if it's a train, can you walk from the main train station? Because that's usually key. If you can, and that's in the center of the city, it's the best to be able to just get off the train, walk 10, 15 minutes to your hotel. That's a huge tip for people to really consider this. Any other things that uh, you would tell people don't bother to bring these things because you don't need them and you're going to just lug them around? Definitely the shoes. That's one thing. Don't bring, you know, your computer or don't books. If you're a reader, great. If you think you're going to be a reader on a trip, you probably won't be. Um, I've brought in books so many times it's weighed me down. Unless you're the kind of person that knows you're going to do it, you're not going to turn into that. Right. Uh, if you think maybe maybe on the trip I'll read a book where I don't usually, you, then you're definitely not going to. You're not going to. No, you're definitely not going to. Have the apps ready, too. Another one of my posts are going to be about the apps that you really want to have. What are like the, the apps you really want to have? Definitely want to have your currency apps. Um you want to have Uber potentially if you, you know, if the city allows for it, and that's something you can, you know, definitely look up um, which cities, you know, use it. A lot of them do. Um, and what are some of the other ones? That's all right. I, I say, yeah, I say also make sure you email yourself a copy of your passport so it's in your email so you have, you know, that ready to go um, in case you ever needed it. Get prepared with where you want to eat ahead of time if that's important to you. Like if you enjoy going out and going to a great place, like get the reservation or know where it is, plan that stuff. Because for me, like when I'm by myself, like I really want to have a good meal somewhere that's just what's personally important and nothing's more frustrating than just like being in a place where all the restaurants are just like blah like in italy i didn't prepare and i i don't think i had a great meal there the entire first trip because i didn't know what i was doing interesting on your blog you have shop my favorites (laughs) is that that now you've managed to monetize this a little bit yeah and so you somehow got how did you do it they contacted me. I mean, I they contacted me through Instagram, and they like the you know the style and the information that I've got, and you know they wanted to put their stuff you know on my site. So. That's pretty cool. It says enjoy fifteen percent off watches yep. with code a single woman, and also that yep. you you have their jewelry, Elizabeth Lafleur. Yep. Wow, you were, you really are yep. something that was. I got to tell you, a, a real pleasure to to meet with you and drink beer at the Bear Garden, and again to your father Dan. He should be very, 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 very proud that you know he has brought you up the way he has to to give you the independence that you have. You are very motivated, and and again, it was great to meet you. Thanks so much. You're welcome. There you go. Another episode of the Jay Talking Podcast. Remember, you can always catch the show live. Every weeknight, starting Sunday, midnight to 5 on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. You can subscribe to the podcast where you listen to podcasts and never miss an episode. And follow me on Twitter for show updates. Hey. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.